Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 137, all about our E3 discussion. E3 2017 has been happening, uh, just started today officially, but we've had some announcements and everything over the last few days. And here to discuss it with me is, unfortunately, Hassan is not here again, uh, but we do have the regular crew of Greg. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Hey, everyone. And we also have Barry. Hey, guys. So this Nintendo Fuse podcast is all about interaction. We want you to join in the podcast uh, chat room. We have it open on uh, YouTube live. So please join in. Tell us your thoughts about E3. And we'll read a lot of them on the air uh, live right here on the podcast. And make sure you subscribed. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, um, you can do so on uh, our YouTube channel. By all means, like subscribe to us on YouTube, but you can also find us like in um, Apple to iTunes um, and things like that. So you get the audio version of this podcast, but make sure you share it out there. Leave a positive review. We would be very grateful for that. And if you are on YouTube, make sure you hit that little bell so you can be alerted to all our other videos. We do uh, weekly videos and sometimes even more than that. So make sure that you do uh, subscribe and, and hit that bell because we want to alert you on what's going on. But before we jump into the details of E3 so far, I want to I want to hear what you guys are thinking. Um, lots of been, lots of stuff has been dis, uh, discussed already and uncovered and everything over these just last uh, few hours, really twenty four hours plus. A couple of them kind of jumped the gun this year. Um, even earlier, I think the earliest press conference was on Saturday or Sunday this year. Saturday. So Saturday. So we're getting an early start. Uh, how just your overall general thoughts about E3 this year, Greg? What are you thinking so far? Well, as I was explaining to you before, I pretty much only really follow the Nintendo coverage. I just don't really have the time to follow everything else. So I was actually very very impressed with what Nintendo came out with i i think i had my expectations lower because i was not expecting some of the things that they did but obviously we'll get into that later cool cool barry what do you think so far uh unlike greg i follow everything uh so i've seen some people say it's been lackluster some people say it's been great overall i'm very happy i think this e3 has exceeded my expectations across the board uh there's been a lot of unique uh, things that I did not expect, especially uh, in the VR department. Uh, we've got, you know, Far Cry 4 VR, uh, I mean, uh, Fallout 4 VR. We've got Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim VR. Like, like, wow, like, it's really interesting to see. I think this was a make or break uh, E3 for VR, so it was great to see that. No HoloLens from Microsoft. It's going to be interesting to see what they do there. No Switch VR, my, my Virtual Boy 2 dreams so far have not come true. So far. Um, so far. <laughs> But it was just great to see, you know, a lot of, you know, unexpected things like watching Bethesda and hearing them say the word Nintendo and having them have a switch up there. Like, what, am, am I dreaming? Like, this is really crazy. Um, a lot of things I would rather see uh, more of, you know, like uh, Assassin's Creed, you know, I felt should have been on the switch, especially because it showed off at Ubisoft right after they praised Nintendo. And here's Assassin's Creed, a franchise that has been on the Wii U. That's and the DS and the 3DS, and, and you know, and here it is not on the Switch. Uh, but overall, uh, I'm very happy with the, the press conferences and the, the games they showed off. 
And 2017 already is jam-packed. There's just so many games across the board. Uh, and a lot of this stuff is 2018. So 2018 is looking great, too. So I'm happy because 2016 was terrible for games. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the biggest thing I've taken away, too, is it's not a year for a lot of uh, hardware, of course, um, but it is a year for a lot of games. I mean, a lot of companies are saying, you know what, our, our hardware has been out there. It, we're kind of letting it mature right now, and we're just going to start pumping out these these AAA games. And we've started seeing them from everyone all across the board, both uh, first party and third party. And um, and like you said, 2017 is going to be great, and 2018 is looking looking pretty good so far as well. To be fair, Microsoft did kind of show off some pretty serious hard hardware there. That's true, but it wasn't anything like completely brand new, like a brand new console. It was just like the next iteration. It was a powerful iteration, but it wasn't like a brand new console that we've never seen before, sort of thing. There were a couple other little things. Uh, there's the Atari console that's coming out that's going to upscale up to, to 1080 uh, using HDMI with your old Atari cartridges. There's the new Sega um Genesis atware games or at games or whatever that they're throwing out for the uh, the hype. So there are a few pieces of hardware, but they're kind of more under the radar outside of the uh, Xbox One X, which is the worst name ever. They, they <laughs> seriously, Microsoft must have the guys who said, "Hey, you named the Wii U, right? And the new 3DS. We want you to name our system." If only they had named it the Xbox One U. That would have been just fantastic. <laughs> Well, the problem is, is they have the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. And S and X sounds so similar, there's going to be kids this Christmas. They're going to ask for an Xbox One X, and their grandparents are going to mishear that, and they're going to wind up with an Xbox One S, and they're going to be very upset. So, it's going <laughs> to happen. Know, all, these, all these little kids that, are, that already have their 4K TVs are going to be so upset. No. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's jump in because there is a lot to cover tonight. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to keep it under an hour. We'll see if that happens or not. Uh, if you have not watched the E3 uh, Nintendo Spotlight for this year, we'll put a link later in the description. Don't go now if you're watching live. Stay right here. But if you're watching later, uh, go watch the 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 whole spotlight before you kind of come here because it will help us because we're not able to like throw content you know in front of us or anything like that so um if you're listening to audio obviously we, you won't care anyhow um but it would help to uh to know what we're talking about because we just don't have time to go into all the details but it was 25 minutes jam-packed with information from nintendo but also like you said earlier ubisoft was talking about nintendo switch and uh ea actually finally talked about nintendo switch as well um so before before we before we go into our predictions that we talked about the last show, we'll, we'll revisit those at the end and see how we did. But before we do that, let's jump into all the news and everything that has been shared so far. We're going to start with that EA announcement of FIFA 18. That's right. They actually attached the number. I don't know how significant that is. It, it's still a separate build, but it was interesting to me because before it was just FIFA for Nintendo Switch. And now they actually have the 18 after it. Um, Greg, are, are you a big FIFA fan at all? Oh, not at all. The closest thing I've come to FIFA is Strikers, and even I didn't like Strikers a whole lot. You didn't like Strikers? Oh, man. Not crazy. a lot. I mean, I played it, but I wasn't very good at it. Okay. What about Mega Man Soccer? I mean, come on. Let's go classic here. <laughs> I don't know. Was that on Nintendo hardware? Because I don't yeah, know. Super Nintendo. It was a Super Nintendo okay. exclusive. <laughs> even on. I thought that was weird as a kid. I was just like, "What? Mega Man not fun. play soccer?" I know a lot of people love it, but I was—I didn't even give it a chance because I thought it was weird. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a game. <laughs> it's legit. Check it out. It's fun. 
So, Barry, are you a FIFA fan? I am not a FIFA fan. Um, like you, I was happy to see the 18. It kind of reminded me back to the early N64 days when they made a big deal about Madden coming, and they actually called it Madden Football 64. It wasn't the you know, year titled. It wasn't until the next year that it got a year. Um, I'm happy to see it. I understand it's a, a special engine. Uh, I'm not a FIFA fan. I know there are a ton of people that are. It's a great win for Nintendo. Um, I still think they need Madden. Again, I'm not a Madden fan. I'm not a real big football fan, but from a sales point, they need sports games. That, that is a huge demographic um, that they should try to capitalize on. And I felt like EA's press conference had a lot of games that I that could have been on the Switch. And I know they, they made a statement about uh, the new Need for Speed, saying that the Switch could totally run it, but they have no plans to bring it. And to me, that seems like a missed opportunity. Like, the Switch is already selling like crazy. It's projected to sell a lot more. Get your games on there early. Then you complain that no one buys third-party games. Well, if you're not going to support it, then no. So get it out there early. Right, right. Uh, so FIFA 18 is going to launch on the Nintendo Switch on September 29th. And it is interesting to note that uh, online play will only be up to four players. And not, uh, I think, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can get up to 22. Um, I mean, that might be wrong. Maybe at least eight players, I think, on on some other consoles. So, uh, an interesting, like, it doesn't surprise me um, with Nintendo's online that they've limited to four players online. But um, it's kind of unfortunate that if you did have, you know, a ton of friends, and that's even local too. Um, so, for instance, if you did have, you know, a bunch of of people together with with Nintendo Switches, and you wanted to play FIFA, you could still only limit it to four. I think local as well. So, that's it's slightly and. I mean, I'm I'm slightly bothered by it. There's not too many times I get in that opportunity where I actually can play it with a ton of people at one time, but it would be nice to have that option. The single player is missing too, which I, if it was one aspect that would be playing, it would be that single player because it, it actually, you know, the EA is starting to do those story-driven single oh, players story which I'm really yeah. happy about. The, the league, I think it's called, or something like that. It's not yeah. there. Yeah, it does have the ultimate team though, which is, is huge. Um, I think that's one of the things that... that People talked about like will even have ultimate team, and that's that's a huge selling point for a lot of people because re- people really get into ultimate team. So, so that's going to be out on like I said September twenty ninth. Uh, then we go over to Ubisoft. Let's talk about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Uh, this is a, a one of the worst kept secrets uh, for Ubisoft. Uh, we have been hearing so much about this game, and it, it's finally confirmed re- and going to be you know out. Uh, what do you guys think about this? It's going to be August 29th, so we don't have to wait very long. It's like a tactical uh, sort of game with the, <laughs> with the Mario characters and the rabbits dressed up as Mario characters. Um, I'm not into these kind of games, but it does seem quirky enough that it might get me there. I'm not sure about it. Uh, Barry, what do you think? Uh, you know what? I've I've been on the fence before I knew anything about this, just the thought of it. And I can see how it works because the Rabbids have that kind of quirky humor, and I can see them meshing. Uh, I'm still disappointed it wasn't Rayman and the rest of his characters. I think that would have been cooler. But there's always time for a sequel. Um it's it's really XCOM Mario and Rabbids edition, uh, and it's it looks like a blast. Again, like you, Steve, I don't play many tactical uh, games uh, in that vein, but I do 
the something about it, the aesthetics, the charm, the the humor, the quirkiness. This it's a, such a draw. Like yeah. anytime I see the Mushroom Kingdom, I have a smile on my face. And then just to see the way the characters interact with each other, bouncing off each other, the combos you can do, and it's just it's just fun. It just looks fun. And I've seen a lot of reactions from different people you know about this and everyone's like oh my god like i didn't know i wanted this game but now i kind of do <laughs> and all i you know the one thing i do want to see after this and i hope they make it happen is mario and Mega Man together in a kind of thing mario's got an arm cannon now let's just make it happen <laughs> that's true <laughs> greg uh greg is this gonna is this convince you that you're gonna be picking up mario and rabbits um i'm not sold but i am definitely intrigued that's a RPGs, like in the sense of Fire Emblem. I mean, I didn't really care for Codename Steam, but I'm definitely willing to give this one a shot. And I know usually the Mario games tend to be somewhat on the simpler side, so it seems like it should be right up my alley. So I'll probably look into trying to like get a rental copy or something or something yeah. before just immediately buying it. That's cool. Was it was it just me? Did Mario look weird being drawn by by Ubisoft? It, it might have just been the stream that I was watching. I need to go back and watch it again. But it just looked like there wasn't as many pixels there. It kind of looked like old for some reason. They said they did redraw it or something. I thought I thought they were covering that on the stream, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and which is uh, like which made me think maybe that they did they did redraw it and then. Like, I don't think they did as good of a job as Nintendo does. Well, one, one selling point to me for the game, uh, regardless of anything what instills confidence, is when they did the Ubisoft press conference and Miyamoto got up there with Bill and he called to the director of the game who was in the audience and praised him and said he did such a good job and he did something we didn't see. And you saw the guy's face and he was crying. Like he had tears of joy. He was like, this was his moment. This was the moment he was born for. Like, <laughs> and you can see that. And then in Treehouse, they, you know, they were talking with him and he was talking about how he wanted to ask my mother for his autograph and everything. He was such a huge <laughs> fan. And, and you know what, when you have that passion, you make great games. So I know it's in good care, even though it's not yeah. a Nintendo in-house. It's by somebody who really cares about the Mario franchise. So to me, that alone, I'll definitely give it a chance for that. That's true. Yeah. Yep. And Blake's in the chat. He says uh, he he's definitely loves the tactical RPG stuff. So sign him right up. He's going to be all over that. So um, yeah, I'm sure not too long you'll be hearing a lot more about Mario and Rabbits from us. But moving on, they also announced a long-awaited game, Just Dance 2018. Right, that's what we've all been waiting for, and yeah, anyone. Um, all right, moving hey, on. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to point this out. Just Dance twenty eighteen is the second game to cross three generations of Nintendo systems: <laughs> that is the true. Wii, that is Wii true. U, and the Switch. The first being Just Dance twenty seventeen, uh, which I thought was going to be an anomaly, but now apparently there's two of them. But I just think that's kind of neat, you know, three generations of Nintendo systems, all the same game. And now we have a, a game of the year for Wii competition on our hands, right? <laughs> did, did cars the cars come out for Wii, or is that oh, just no, Wii U? Wii U. Oh, so it's just that's it. Game of the year for the Wii, Just Dance twenty eighteen. So, yep. boom, signed, sealed. <laughs> Or to hear folks first, folks. Uh, so uh, Ubisoft also announced a Starlink battle for Atlas uh, that's also coming out to uh, Switch and other platforms as well. And uh, I tried to check it. It kind of seemed interesting. I didn't read anything about this game. Um, from what I saw, it and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. That I think it looks like a, a cross between 
um, Skylanders and uh, some space battle sort of game. And like, it seems really cool to bring these these really large toys to life sort of thing and, and somehow brings it in there. They attach to the controllers themselves. Um, what do you guys think? Greg, did you happen to, to pick up uh, anything from the Starlink uh, game? And what do you think about it? No, I didn't even watch the conference, so I didn't really, I didn't even see any coverage on this yet. Greg, you haven't done your homework. <laughs> what, did, what do you think about it, Barry? Did I did describe it right, or, or no? Did no, you describe anything right. else? Okay. It definitely seems interesting. Um, I'm worried about the different toy parts because, like, you can, like, if you need fire cannons, you take off the cannons and put on fire cannons on the ship, and you need ice, you take off the fire cannons and put the ice, and it it happens. It looks really quick, like quick transfer, but I'm worried, like, will these pieces be lost? What happens if you lose your fire cannons and you need them for the game? Can you just buy fire cannons or are you SOL? You have to write to Ubisoft and say, please send me more fire cannons. Um, because they specifically show, like, you need certain elements for different different planets. Uh, it, it really depends on how much. Like, if it's one ship or two ships and, and just a few weapons and they're relatively cheap, I can see that being okay as long as the game isn't priced at $60. Like if the game is priced at $30 or $40 and then you buy a $10 ship with parts uh, making it like a $50 game, I see that okay. If it's a $60 game and there's 100 ships to collect and 5,000 weapons to collect and each of them are retail for $99.99, then this is a big problem. But uh, pretty much the internet and myself have dubbed this game No Man's Skylanders and (laughs) that's all we're calling it. Because yeah. it's a cross between No Man's Sky and Skylanders. That that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it is interesting that they would start some new Toys to Life sort of thing in the middle of when some other companies are kind of falling to the wayside. But Skylanders has always kind of kept the ball rolling. So except this year, no new Skylanders outside of the the Switch port earlier this year, but no new Skylanders. I think Skylanders is is probably done. Disney Infinity is done. Lego Dimensions is still going on. And obviously Amiibo. Amiibo are going strong. We'll talk about those a little later, but um, Amiibo are definitely going strong for sure. Ubisoft also uh, showed off Beyond Good and Evil 2, uh, which I've got to say two things about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, One, I was never into Beyond Good and Evil 1. However, the trailer that we saw for 2, it looked fantastic. Um, And number two... um, they really like the F-bomb. And number three, <laughs> and number three uh, did you guys see anything about the Switch on this? Because apparently it's been long rumored that it was supposed to come to a Nintendo system, and they didn't say anything about it. Is that, what do you guys think? Or is that pretty much, is it gone? Or is there still hope for us to see Beyond Good and Evil 2 on Nintendo Switch? I don't think so. I mean, unless they're going to do something like Bayonetta and bring over the first one, but... I'm probably not thinking so. Well, why, why would they have to bring over the first one? If you remember, Beyond Good and Evil was on the GameCube, just like it was on the Xbox well, and the PS2. So, <laughs> I mean, technically it started off on a Nintendo system of that generation. It didn't get the, the remaster version that was downloaded on Xbox Live Arcade and PSN, but it still started off on a Nintendo system. Yeah, but I'm also looking at it more from a fresh point. I mean, obviously... There are people that have played the first one on GameCube. I didn't. So it would be cool to get a package that have both of them. There's like a code for the digital download for... Well, here's the thing. It's called Beyond Good and Evil 2, but it might as well be called Beyond Good and Evil 0. It is a prequel. And the first one ends on a cliffhanger. 
So you will not find out what happens 15 years later after that game. We still don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we're still left in the dark about what's going on. <laughs> but, but it is actually a prequel. So you don't actually need to play the first one. Although you should because it is a truly phenomenal game. Um, but yeah, I, as for Switch, I would love it. It would fit outside of maybe the F-bombs. Um, but I don't see it. Those, those are pretty graphic intensive. And not saying the Switch isn't a powerful system. But it almost seemed like they were pushing for PS4 Pro, Xbox One X capabilities with those graphics. Like, but but also it was it was FMV. None of it was actual gameplay. So again, we don't know. Um, but That's but true. you know what? We they didn't say anything about this. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Uh, it's bugging me. If you remember back in January when they showed off all those games coming to Switch, one of them was an Ubisoft title, and it was steep. And Steep was shown off at Ubisoft's conference with a new DLC, no mention of, of Nintendo. This game came out last year. Is this dead? Is Steep on the Switch dead? Or do you think we're going to surprise announcement this holiday built in with this Olympic pack? Because I felt that would have been the time to announce it. It is still, as of like last week, it's still listed on their press site for Switch. And I've contacted them about a press copy at some point. So... I, I have not heard that they, they've canceled it. Um, I was surprised as well with with new DLC pack and everything for the Olympics. I was thinking, well, this is the time. They're going to say, okay, and it's going to be launching with this DLC pack or the Switch uh, this holiday. Um, but no word. That kind of shocked me as well. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, moving on to Nintendo this morning, they had a 25-minute jam-packed uh, Nintendo Spotlight, where they announced uh, several different things, and the the announcements kept on going into the Treehouse Live, which I thought was really cool as well. Um, they didn't really cover a whole lot of games, but in 25 minutes, they really packed a lot in there. And they started off with one of Barry's favorites, Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and uh, that is going to be coming not too long. It's it's going to be in the holiday season this year, so we don't have to wait too much longer for it. Uh, Barry, talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Are you still as stoked now that you've actually seen some some hands-on, or not actually hands-on, but other people's hands-on time people's with, hands on with the game? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched the Treehouse. Um, I'm more stoked. Um, I'm more stoked because they streamlined the combat. Uh, they have the, you know, one thing that the trailer didn't show is party members in your party, but they do have party members back. Uh, they have different blades, each with a different person, uh, each blade has like three different skills uh, instead of being mapped to like a bar on the bottom where you have to go left and right to choose what skill you want. It's all done with the face buttons. So you A, B, X, Y. Uh, and then you switch. It looked like you switch between swords with the D-pad. So it definitely looks streamlined. I love the graphics. I love the aesthetics. I love the fact that we're back on giant beasts again like <laughs> we were. I love the fact that there's multiple... Um, the thing that I would love to see is where is this world? I mean, the first world with, with Xenoblade Chronicles was unique because it had two giant beasts. Like, oh, okay, this is cool. They're locked in battle. They're, you know, they've been dead for years, supposedly. Uh, and now we have another planet with more giant beasts. Like, is this the same planet down the road? Is these new beasts? Like, there's so many answers. And I was expecting at the end of that trailer for, like, the new character. I forget his name now. Um, but I, I expected him to fall and then like a hand to reach, like you need a hand and it'd be like Shulk or, <laughs> or Ryan or like somebody like, please make this connect. 
because that was the one thing I missed about Xenoblade Chronicles X, is the connection to the first game. And I understood it was an offshoot, that's why it was called X. But this is called 2! Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, obviously they're going the Final Fantasy route where they're going to separate it, but I still want to see some kind of crossover. But yeah. it's amazing. Like, like, I day one, hopefully this holiday, hope it's not pushed. And at the same time, I kind of want it to be pushed, so I don't have to... I can give a nice game of the year 2018 to that and not have to worry about 2017's big battle royale. <laughs> Greg, do you do you think have similar thoughts to Barry about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two? No, I think he took all all the excitement away for it. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't really like the first one, stemming from Wii, so Shots I didn't get, I didn't I didn't get X and you didn't like the combat though, right? Be- yeah, it's all about the combat. Well, the combat's changed. Like I said, it's more streamlined now. If you haven't watched the Treehouse, watch the Treehouse. They specifically talk about the combat. Yep, I will see, but it still looks like the Monster Hunter combat. They just made maybe some of the button presses a little bit easier. <laughs> it is. It, I, I am excited for the, the streamlined combat as well. I, I thought the the graphical uh, changes they made were were interesting. In the beginning, I was like kind of thrown off by it. I was like, "Is this really Xenoblade?" Because, but then after I started watching it, and they kind of started melding together, and I was like, "I really like this." Um, but it, I was taken up back a little bit in the very beginning when I first saw it. it was like because it was it, it was different. Um, especially the next. So, um, but I, I think it's cool that they're going back to the story-driven um, stuff because X wasn't as story-driven, and Xenoblade Chronicles definitely was, and uh, and two seems to be very story-driven, and that's why they went back to that um, as well. They went with two instead of X two or whatever. Yeah. Well, one thing a lot of people are like, oh, is it going to come out this year? Is it going to come out this year? And I think a lot of people think that this started after X was done, and it wasn't. It was started beforehand. They actually used the X's engine for the exploration, and they just kind of added to it. So it's very real that this will come out this holiday. I think it will be a big push uh, for Nintendo. I just hope it's not overshadowed. Yeah, it could be overshadowed because uh, there are some big games this year. Like we talked about, I think, in the last podcast or two podcasts to go. I mean, there's there's so much that's coming out this year, and, and they just keep adding into it. Well, you know uh, what it reminds me? Do you remember the Wii U? I think it was maybe the first or second year that the Wii U was out. They pitched like, oh, after this period of time, there's going to be a new release every single month. And that's when Hyrule Warriors came out. And Donkey Kong Country was supposed to be December. got pushed. Mario 3D World came out that year. Like, uh, I think Pikmin 3 was part of that. Like, every single month is a new thing. Captain Toad was, I believe, part of that too. Like, this is what it's like. We've got a game every month starting with ARMS this holiday, or this Friday with holiday. ARMS, we got Splatoon next month. We've got, you know, Mario and Rabbids the month after that. We've got Pokemon Tournament. We've got Mario. We've got Xenoblade Chronicles. You know, we've got other stuff that we're going to talk about. Like, there's so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember that was the time that I started falling behind on Wii U games that I still haven't finished because there were so many that came out, and I loved them all, but I just didn't have enough time. So like like Mike's saying in the, in the chat, too many games and uh, and not enough dollars in my wallet either. Uh, so <laughs> let's move on. Uh, they talked about a new Kirby that's coming out of Nintendo Switch in 2018. Uh, I can't remember. Are you? I, I think I remember Barry. Barry, you're a pretty big Kirby fan. Is that right? Absolutely. And uh, Greg, are are you Kirby, Kirby fan? Well, it's I haven't really experienced a lot of them. The ones that I have played, I, I thought were pretty neat. I just haven't really dove into the series hardcore. Like I've played like the one on the original Game Boy. I have like the NES version on Virtual Console. I've 
like seen other ones. I just never really bothered to like dive into deep into the series. Yeah. So this one looks at least interesting. It looks a whole like there's four player, uh, <laughs> and it looks a lot like Super Smash Brothers. Just looks like Kirby <laughs> put in there, um, and. That's it, which is cool. Like, I've never really been too into Kirby, but the world looks great, and uh, I'm sure it, it's going to be a lot of fun, but we don't really know a whole lot about it. But it is uh, supposed to come out in 2018. Well, see, what's interesting about Kirby is it's kind of a mashup of a bunch of games. Like, it's Return to Dreamland uh, for the Wii with the four players, but instead of having, you know, King DDD, Meta Knight, and a random Waddle D, it seems it's going to go the superstar route from the Super Nintendo where other players can play as the enemy is, which is cool. And then they're taking the mixing mechanic of Kirby 64 and allowing you to mix abilities again. So it's like like Kirby All-Stars kind of deal. Yeah, kind of seem like that. Great. So, so that'd be interesting. And then uh, all of a sudden they, they throw in a little... Uh, news that from Pokemon and we're like, yeah, Pokemon tournament, you know, we, we heard about that last week and all of a sudden Pokemon RPG for switch. And we're like, well, what, what, um, I, I was shocked because I think a lot of people were, were thinking, especially after last week, you know, with uh, Sun, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out 3DS, they're like, you know what? Like, we're probably not going to happen. We're probably not going to get the Pokemon on Switch. And all of a sudden, uh, we we hear that it's in development, and it's, it's it's at least a year away, but it is in development, and so Pokemon is officially coming to Switch. Greg, do you think this is a good move? I definitely think so. I know of some people that are definitely waiting for Pokemon, and what better way to get even more, like the Switch is even more extinct, is to throw Pokemon on it. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Barry, you going to be picking up Pokemon for Switch? It's a no-brainer. I think myself and the majority of people who grew up with red, blue, green, and white, or yellow, uh, we we wanted that on the N64. We wanted Ocarina of Time, but Pokemon. And then we got Pokemon Stadium, which was half of what we wanted. Um, But yeah, it's a no-brainer. The thing that interests me the most, and I haven't seen a lot of people talk about this, so I'm going to pose this to you guys. Game Freak has specifically stated that they do not want to bring a mainline Pokemon to a home console because they feel it is mainly for portables. And they've kept true since the beginning. Now we have a mainline going to the Switch, which, yes, can be played portably. But is this a sign that there will not be a follow-up to the 3DS and Nintendo will just stick with the switch from here on out until whatever comes next. That is a great question. I don't know because it, it, it probably almost seems like, I mean, they, now that there is that connection with the president of, of a Pokemon company, you know, being the president of Nintendo and everything. And I'm sure, you know, obviously there's going to be conversations going on behind the scenes and, and all that stuff. And so like, I know they know what the long-term plan is for the switch. And I think if, if the eventual plan is to let 3ds die out and let switch be the the both systems at the same time maybe they'll kind of rethink that because the, the portable is the home console and the home console is the portable and so maybe that's not an issue anymore i don't know or there's going to be a new one that's going to be an xbox one x 4k machine from nintendo as a home console only and the switch becomes the portable line that's true you don't know yeah i did I remember hearing like some like rumors that like the next like handheld system is like kind of being worked on. So, but I don't know if there's any truth to that. 
That's true. Yeah, Remember the Atlas? Good old Atlas. <laughs> Mantis or whatever it was. 32-bit one. So Pokemon just stuck it in there, and we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. And, and then they say, you know, we're going to be focusing on games that are going to be out uh, in 2017. And before you know it, we this four comes on the screen, and I'm like, what is that? And before you know it, Metroid Prime 4 has been announced in development for the Nintendo Switch. Greg, is this the dream you've been dreaming about for so long? You, you've been thinking about it. You predicted it is going to happen. Are, are you as excited as you thought you would be? Oh, I was so excited. I saw like the little lightning bolt symbol like starting to form, and I was like shouting and screaming. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my God! Here's Metroid! Here it comes!" And that's like four. Oh, geez, what's going on? I can't believe it. I like totally predicted that in our last podcast. <laughs> Very. And then I was like, "Are oh, they still? Ahead. Is it still going to make t- 2017? Like, because it followed that announcement too, right? So. Yeah." Like, <laughs> When? That's true. We have no idea when it's going to be, but Barry, is this? I'm assuming this is a day one purchase for you, right? You're probably already looking on Amazon to see if you can pre order it already, having it. Yeah, I have already. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. I do want to say though that you know Mike was talking in the chat about uh, my excitement for Xenoblade, and it was enough excitement. Greg just stole the show. All right, Greg just reversed <laughs> puberty there. His excitement. All right, that trumps anything that I've. I've done. Um, but no, of course. I mean, Metro Prime Four is a no-brainer. Um, and I, my, my hope is that everybody who's been complaining and whining and 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 just where's Metro? Where's Metro? Metro? Buy this game, like show Nintendo. Buy this game, and and therefore we'll get more because that's what it takes. Sales speaks volumes. So if this goes out there and it sells two hundred thousand units. Metroid's going back in the closet. If this goes out there and sells 3 million units, we're going to see Metroid Prime 5 much sooner. So I hope so. But the interesting thing, and this wasn't shown, but it was revealed after, is this is not retro. Right. This is made by another team. So why is retro? (laughs) They're still gone. Uh, Do you think that multiplayer will return like it was there in Metroid Prime 2? Absolutely. I would the Switch that. is all about multiplayer right now. Like, pick up I, and go. Yeah. I would almost... I definitely agree. I mean, I it would be a huge missed opportunity if it's not. Especially sure. how they're pushing, like, the couch multiplayer and everything. I mean, it, it has to be. They, I mean, they already have, like, the Echoes layout. I mean, they just needed to up it a little bit and balance <laughs> Blake says in the in the chat that his wife texted me. He's like, "You're screaming right now, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yes." Could you hear me? <laughs> I'm sure. Like, if if you search on YouTube, you're gonna find so many reaction videos about people just going crazy um, about this announcement. And and all it was was a logo. That's that's pretty much all it was. And it got all of us really really excited. And uh, and we have no idea when it's gonna come out. We don't know anything other than it's in development for the Switch, and it's not retro doing it. Um, we do know the, the company. I forgot it right off the top of my head, um, but we, we I tweeted about it um, earlier. Do you, do you guys remember who it was at all? I don't remember. No, it's I like a remember. newly formed team um, from what I heard, but either way, um, okay, so it's the, the, okay, so, um, I don't know, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting for sure, and I'm 
if they push it back far enough, I could have enough time to play through one, two, and three again. Uh, <laughs> then, so we'll, well see. see. What's interesting about this, if you remember when Metroid Prime came out, Retro was a new studio. They entrusted it to a brand new studio. So they still have Retro under their belt. This is probably a new studio. Maybe they're giving this to them as a test. And if they do well, they'll buy them, and then we'll get a new second party that's capable of just doing you know these great type of games. So here's hoping history repeats itself. That's true. Nintendo has always been really good with bringing on quality second parties. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, so that was exciting. That They could have probably just ended right there, dropped the mic, and, and walked off. But they, they followed it up with Yoshi, Yoshi uh, a new Yoshi game for Switch, is going to be um, in coming in 2018 as well. It's a side-scrolling uh, game similar to the Yoshi stories, Yoshi uh, games and everything, but it's it we did not Woolly World this time, um, but it's a very cool looking side scroller, and uh, there is some interaction between the the forward and the the backwards, like so kind of like the uh, the background um, it seems like, and uh, so there's some 3D esque kind of uh, feeling to it, um, but there's like full range motion. Um, Two players, I think, co-op as well. So it looks pretty exciting. Um, Greg, are you a Yoshi fan? Yeah, Yoshi's like one of my favorite uh, Nintendo characters. Um, I really loved Yoshi's Woolly World. Wish I would have finished it. Um, I did like the Yoshi's New Island games. Those were a lot of fun. To me, this reminded me more of like a paper Yoshi. I was mm. getting a sense when I was looking at the directions in the art. It kind of reminded me like, oh, paper Yoshi. And then I was just like, no, just Yoshi. And I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know. The visuals to me kind of remind me a lot of like the um, Paper Mario uh, color splash. Yeah, it was very crisp. I mean, I, the, the game popped off the screen. So it was like if if they're figuring out how to make 1080p look really good. Um, and it's it, all these the Yoshi games have always, I think, really took the graphics to the next level, which they don't have to, but they do. And I've always appreciated that about them. Uh, Barry, are you excited about Yoshi coming to oh, yeah. Switch? Yep, I am. My wife is. We're, we're probably going to do that two-player. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Greg. Definitely the paper aesthetic. In fact, I got a very super paper Mario vibe, mm. if you've ever played that, because that had multiple perspectives, too. Yeah. Uh, so it felt almost like that type of mechanic, uh, which I, I really enjoyed in that game. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, especially no baby Mario again on the back. That's great to see. Uh, no more crying. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty much the only bad thing about that game is the crap yeah. Mario. So uh so I know Greg's excited about this next one because it's more Fire Emblem. And anytime Fire Emblem comes out, Greg's excited. Fire Emblem Warriors, uh are are you pumped that the Warriors is crossing over with Fire Emblem and now to actually see it in person and be able to see, you know, what it's all about, are you gonna be uh picking this right up right off the bat, Greg? Oh, guaranteed. This is Definitely a day one purchase written all over it. Um, I, as I said earlier, I really love the Fire Emblem series. It's cool to see Marth and Krom, Xander, and all these other awesome characters across the latest different games and series and all come together just like the Hyrule Warriors game. So I really like some of the new additions. Like they can like send units to like um, kind of like the battles like you do like in the 3DS where you can just tell them like, oh, occupy this fort and control it, don't let the enemy take it. And I like the tactics element being brought into it. I think that will work really well. Cool. Barry, it's it's launching this fall. Have you already had it pre-ordered? Uh, actually, I've had this pre-ordered since the January uh, event when it was revealed. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's probably going to be one of those games I don't play for a while. 
simply because Hyrule Warriors absorbed me like, so much. And there's like I still never finished it completely because that game just kept getting bigger. And uh, and and especially with Legends, uh, it's just such a great great thing. And I don't know if I could do that right now with <laughs> with all these games and Fire Emblem. You know, right. you know what it is? It's it's every character has their own level. So mm. like trying to maximize every guy's level yeah. and it's like oh like with Hyrule Warriors like the cap is 99 and then just as you start getting closer oh the cap's 150 and now it's 250 <laughs> and it's like no nope yeah. done like too much work <laughs> you know so in terms of that like it looks great it looks absolutely great I'll probably play it and at least go through the story mode to experience the story I don't know mm. if you'll include like an adventure mode like Hyrule Warriors did I probably won't go with that in depth where you know, I'm trying to get every single item and every single costume and every single weapon. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really happy that they're doing it. Interesting, no mention, even in the Treehouse, no mention of the new 3DS version at all. Uh, so I'm wondering what's happening with that, if that's even coming out still, or are they just being mums the word on it? Yeah, I don't know. I probably won't be getting this one um, because I'm just not in the Fire Emblem, uh, especially nearly as much as Greg is. Uh, but... Um, I'm sure it's going to be great and everything. I love Tower Warriors. Um, and and I, it's one of those games that I always think, did I, I, I should probably go back and finish that game. And I'm like, oh, wait, I did. Because um, I'm just so did you finish not the story? games. I did, yeah. See, I finished the story. I was talking all the adventure mode map packs that kept coming out. Yeah, that's I, I, I tried, and that's when I realized I'm not nearly as good as I need to be. Um, but... <laughs> But the the thing that always gets me at those Warriors games is when they show them off at, at E3 or anything like that, they always put it like so low of difficulty that I remember when I first saw Hyrule Warriors, I'm like, this game looks so incredibly easy. And then I got my hands on it. And I was like, oh, it's not that easy. Um, but when they show it off, they have like super, super easy to, uh, enemies. And there's like walking through just to kind of casually waving around their sword, just knocking people out because they're just like, oh, oh, am I supposed to fight? So I always... Well, it's, they're also talking while doing it and it's hard right. to talk in the other game. Yeah. Put them some slack. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, no, I just think it's funny because because other games they'll be like dying and and jumping off stuff, but like they make sure that in the, in the Warriors games they're like we're gonna knock the difficulty down or we're talking to make it make it look good. So <laughs> only hardcore for Steve, like insane <laughs> right. difficulty. Show me how good you are in this game. Lunatic mode for Steve, normal for everybody else. <laughs> yep. so you hear it, Nintendo. Every game you send, Steve, lock it into lunatic mode. That's what he wants. <laughs> uh, so Fire Emblem Warriors is going to also have Amiibo uh, coming out, uh, which um, we'll we'll talk more about Amiibo later. We'll just put that to the side, but just know there's more Fire Emblem uh, Amiibo coming out. Uh, then we got into Zelda. We started talking about Zelda. And we find out, uh, I think we already we knew, knew from some other uh, Bethesda and everything telling us that uh, there's going to be a Zelda or Link costume and the Master Sword uh, coming to Skyrim for Switch. And uh, and then we got into the Zelda DLC talk. The first pack is going to be coming on June 30th and the second pack on in holiday time. Um, Barry, are you excited about anything Zelda that was announced today from the Skyrim stuff to the DLC? Uh, what excites you more and, and which are you, are you going to be picking up both or, or is one thing kind of way out, outweigh the other? 
I can't believe you even ask me if something Zelda excites me. Like, who are you and what have you done with well, me? It, okay, so let me clarify. Does Zelda and Skyrim excite you? Because I, <laughs> Zelda would be exciting, but does Zelda and Skyrim excite you, I guess? Well, as as for the DLC packs, um, I've, I already have the season pass. So, of course, I'm going to be getting them because uh, I've already got them, kind of. Um, I don't like the, the Trial of the Sword. I'm definitely going to do. I don't know if I'll do, like, the harder mode. Uh, maybe I'll use the Korok mask to run around and collect a few more Korok seeds just to mess with it. Got to get the new costumes, especially from the Amiibo. Um, not upgrading them if they take star fragments. That's the worst system ever. Uh, screw that. Uh, DLC Pack 2 looks really exciting. Uh, it appears to be maybe a prequel uh, where you can play as the champions. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, maybe the, the Amiibo will allow you to play the champions in the main game. And uh, he told me I was crazy, but who knows? <laughs> um, as for Skyrim, Skyrim is a, a weird place because it's a game that came out what 2011. I played it. I didn't beat it, but I played. Must have put like 40 hours into it. It's a great game. So I was like, well, maybe I'll revisit it on the Switch because you know now it's portable and all that stuff. And then with the Zelda stuff, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, oh my god, watching Bethesda's thing, and I'm like, oh man, now I'm. I think I might have to do this. And then of course. We watch Sony's press, and they're like, oh, here's Skyrim, but in VR. So now I'm like, Skyrim is coming back twice with two <laughs> versions. One is has my favorite character costume of all time in there, and the other one is like my childhood dream of walking around a world, you know, virtual reality and just having an adventure. I don't know which version to play, but I don't want to replay it twice. <laughs> and now you can get a uh, link can get an arrow to the knee, or you can get an arrow to the knee in VR. So true. Go ahead. <laughs> then I could say I once was an adventurer. <laughs> Barry is or uh, Greg is this uh, as exciting to you as it is to Barry? Actually, it very is. Um, I really want Skyrim was what the one game that really pushed me to like almost get a PS3 or an Xbox 360. I was like very very close and then it just came down to it as like it's one game for a system i'll pass i've learned it was coming on the pc got it there it kind of destroyed my pc so i couldn't quite finish it um i'm really excited to be able to play it on nintendo console to be honest and plus with zelda it's definitely no brainer i huge legend of zelda fan as well yeah i think um i I would be excited about it, but I know that it's it comes back to that thing that we've talked about so many times this time, and and I think I, it's probably a game that I really would enjoy. But when I look at the everything else, I look at the Zelda DLC, and I know I'm gonna be playing all that, and I look at Mario Odyssey, where we're talking about in just a bit, and how big that game looks, and I look at Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and I look at all these other games, I'm like, man, I I think. You know, it'd probably be one of those games that I'm going to appreciate from afar. Um, I think it's cool that they brought Zelda into it, but I think I'm I'm more excited about the DLC uh, for Breath of the Wild than I am uh, for for Skyrim for sure. Now, here's an interesting thing. Apparently, the rumor is that Nintendo is actually publishing it, and that's a good and a bad thing. I mean, it's it's good because it's like Nintendo's like, here, bring us your games. We're we're willing to publish it for you, but it's also bad because it's like, hey. The only way you're bringing your game to our system is if we front, front the money for it. So I don't know about that. That's true. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught it, but it um, they had previously said it was going to be available in the fall, but then now I'm seeing it's going to be available in the holidays. So it looks like it already had like a small delay already too. So be a jam-packed holiday. Yeah, that's for sure. Jam-packed fall, too. <laughs> yeah. It's a jam-packed 2017. Hey, remember what I, I was talking about 
couple podcasts ago about that soft launch. This is looking more and more like a real launch coming this holiday. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, let's uh, let's step into. Uh, let's see what else was covered here. Um, Mario and Rabbids again. They talked about it saying coming on August 29th. We already heard about it from Ubisoft, but they talked about it a little more. And then they did something that I I was I, I caught a glimpse of in the very beginning. And you know what? I, I was excited for for Metroid Prime Four, but. Honestly, just personally, this this thing made me the most excited, uh, and and that's because Rocket League is officially coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, one of my favorite games as of late, and it's, I'm so excited to be able to take that on the go, to be able to play each other local, uh, and and go online, and and uh, yes, I will be buying it for the third time. Uh, so, uh, are you guys big Rocket League fans? And if so, are you excited for it to finally be officially coming to the Nintendo Switch this holiday? Greg, what do you think? Well, <laughs> I... Never played the series. I don't know. Yeah, it was like Steve stole the excitement, so I was like, oh, I don't know if I should follow that one. It looks kind of weird because you're like driving cars and you're playing soccer, but that, I don't know. exactly. My wife's actually told me before. She's like, "This is like the combination of your of your favorite things, like racing cars and playing soccer." I was like, "Yes," and now I can take it on the go. This is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought it was like that um, Metroid um, weird spinoff game. Last that, ball. Yeah, the last <laughs> ball thing. I was like, what the heck? It. It's like, what are, what's, what's going on here? Do they transform the cars now? And they can... But I was like, no, this is like a series. Like, no. I yeah, I don't know too much about it. I'll probably... I will want to learn more about it and might end up... Could be like a last-minute purchase depending on what's else is coming around, so... <laughs> Barry, Barry, you big uh, Rocket League fan? Don't shoot me, Greg, but I also have not played Rocket League. <laughs> although, although before you hurt me, I do, I do own. I, oh, now I it's do. time. Now it now it's time for me to start making assignments. <laughs> and here's the thing: Rocket League is going to take you a whole lot less time than Xenoblade or Fire Emblem. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I do actually own the the physical PS4 version and the physical Xbox One version because I wanted to support it because I know you really like that game. So <laughs> I wanted to support it. And show my love, but I have yet to pop either of those in uh, and play. Uh, maybe maybe the Switch version will change my mind. Uh, it's not that I don't think the game looks great, because I think the game looks great. It's just there's too many games. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still playing games from, from last year and, and trying to get through those. And it doesn't help that Stormblood is launching this Friday. Uh, so that's going to absorb all my time and my wife's time for a long period of time because MMOs do that. So yep. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Is there a I version think of it on a Nintendo console? Or is that first appearance? Is there a version of Rocket League on it on no. a Nintendo console? This is it. Yeah, this is the first time. So, and I think it's it really does fit the Switch so well because um, it is one of those games you can pick up and play for a couple of rounds, and then you put it down. Uh, similar to like Mario Kart or um, some of those other games where you know you can pick it up, and put it down, pick it up, and put it down, and that's going to be really cool, I think, especially in 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 social settings with other people that that have a Switch and and want to play with you. It's going to be. I'm I'm really excited about that. So. 
Um, uh, I, I guess I guess now we're gonna have to play it. Uh, definitely, definitely. There's gonna be some uh -huh. Nintendo Fuse Rocket League tournaments for sure. Steve's <laughs> gonna crush us. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, Hassan plays too. Hassan's a big fan of it too. So, so it'd be it'd be me and Hassan versus you two, right? That, oh, that's yeah, fair. that's totally fair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So uh, Nintendo ended it all off with the uh, their their Nintendo Spotlight with Mario Super Mario Odyssey, which is coming out this uh, holiday season. I is that in November? Am I getting that right? October. 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 It's yeah. almost here. So uh, yeah, I know it's June, but October is almost here, and uh, I am so excited about this game. The more I see about it, the more I am so excited. It is huge for a Mario game. Uh, there's so much in this, and I think it's really cool that you can use coins now to buy things. They actually mean something, finally, in a Mario game. Um, they have changed some things up, because now you don't have lives. You, like, lose coins when you die, similar to, like, a um, Shovel Knight uh, or something like that. Or... Um, you know, other other type of games like that, but um, seems like a huge open world uh, sort of thing. Um, not fully open world, but more open world for Mario, uh, similar to you know Mario sixty four, and and uh, definitely expanded from that for sure. And um, there's a lot that they covered about this game. We don't have the time to go into it, but Barry, are you excited? That's a stupid question. How excited are you? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I peed my pants. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it, it's just, just amazing. I mean, like when the trailer first started, I was like, this is probably Mario. This is the end. I don't want it to be the end. I want another game, but I know they're going to end on Mario. And then the T-Rex appeared. I'm like, this is Mario. Like something told me this is Mario. Like this is totally a red herring. Like this is not Jurassic Park switch. So, you know, this is not Torok dinosaur hunter switch. Like this is Mario. And then when the hat, I'm like, yeah, there yeah. we go. But yeah, yeah oh, it just, it exceeds my expectation. The whole capture mechanic and, and transform mechanic, totally out of left field. I love it. Uh, not like not only the fact that you could do it, but you use it to solve puzzles. Like there was that one early screenshot we had, or, or it wasn't a screenshot, but it was in that Switch reveal trailer. That third, you know, the three minute thing where where Karen, I think the the internet named her, where she's playing Mario and she picks it up, and you see that like rings over the air, and people are like, "Is this Sonic? How are we gonna get that?" And they showed it in the treehouse. They showed that you capture a bullet bill and you fly through those rings. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. That's like using this smartly as mechanic." Um, it just looks phenomenal. Uh, what can I, what else can I say? It's Mario platforming. It's open world. It's, it's everything I wanted. Um, uh, the lives thing didn't bother me uh, at all. Although what I'm really happy about is that there's two different kinds of coins, one for the world and one regular. And mm -hmm. I noticed like in the treehouse when they were collecting the world coin, it was out of a hundred. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like there's going to be a moon, which is this game star or, or, yeah. uh, shine uh I, you know you have to collect a hundred of them but i was like please don't tell me you die and then you have to find where those 10 random coins went back to like no but it's also interesting that they went to the moon mechanic because a lot of people never saw that moon or don't remember that moon and i don't know if you guys remember the moon but it was i think only used in super mario world as a three up uh, okay yeah it looked familiar but i couldn't remember what it was from yeah it was it was a three up in mario world it was like there's maybe five in the whole game and it's like so interesting to see them call back to that. But I'm right. glad it's not stars again. Like it's something new. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. They uh, I noticed this, and maybe I, just one of those random things I noticed when they played the song over and over in the Treehouse Live, and they kept talking about be my I'll be your one up girl. I was like, I don't think there's one ups in this game. I think they meant to re- rewrite that line. Um, but uh, dinosaurs in this game, uh, Greg, are you excited that they finally decided to cross over the Super Mario Brothers movie with the actual Mario video game? Yes, that's that's pretty hysterical. Um, I was like, I saw a, a brief a couple of comments just flying by, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Turok! Oh my god!" I was like, <laughs> I had a touch on that. So I was like, I don't think it's Turok, and then all of a sudden it was like, boom! Oh yeah, Mario had there, there it is. But that is very interesting mechanic. I mean, Flood was a huge part of Sunshine, so was like the different caps and stuff. I'm excited to see them kind of go back to a different cap mechanic. It seems like it'd be really cool to take control of all sorts of different things, rockets, enemies, whatever. And then, I don't know, it just looks phenomenal. I can't really, I just can't wait to play it. It's just so cool. Yeah, I think, go ahead. I was going to say, one thing that I really love about it, um, it's very, there's a lot of references. There's a lot of Mario history. Like, we were just talking about the moons, which is part of Mario history. Like, during the treehouse, they were doing New Donk City, and the mayor is Mayor Pauline, and there's construction girders. And, the, you know, obviously the streets are cranky and Dixie and all that. That we already knew from the early thing. But mm-hmm. it's like the history of Donkey Kong matched up. Will Donkey Kong himself make an appearance? Uh, you know? Like, I just love that there's all these references to the previous games and the, the history of Mario. And I hope that continues in the other worlds we have yet to see. Yeah. I think that's something that I've always noticed. Like, I enjoyed um, the, the the recent Mario games, but I really enjoyed Mario Galaxy 1 and 2. And I always thought, you know, how can they top that? Well, I, I figured out how they can top that. They they release Mario Odyssey, and, and it just keeps getting better and better and better. And uh, they played it a lot in Treehouse Live, and every time I was glued to the screen, like, trying to figure okay, what are they going to show now? Um, and it's so much more, and they probably spent, I don't know, an hour or so, and, and probably showed just a, a small bit of the game, um, maybe two hours, I don't know, I can't remember, I lost track of time, because I was just so enthralled at what they were showing about this game. Um, so, what about, what about the exploration fact, where they showed, like, hey, look, there's nothing over here, it's like the end of the world, and then they fell off, and boom, they're in another part of the world that you can really get that way, it's like, whoa! I totally thought, like, I was like, why, why did she just fall, oh, I see what they're doing, <laughs> like... And the fact that that has to happen for you to find some places is just ridiculous because that means I'm going to be falling off the ledge every once in a while and just to see what happens. And there go my coins. Um, that's, that's why. That's why. Actually, when I stop watching, I'm like, all right, I don't want any more spoilers. If the, I let me find this stuff myself. Yeah. <laughs> I must have been aware of that during that part of the segment because I don't recall it was, that. It was part. the second segment when they were doing the juggle <laughs> level. Okay, I was probably I'd probably missed some of that one. I was had some other obligations to attend to this afternoon. Yeah, I think it, I think it's really cool. And my wife was was home at the time, and I think that's it's going to be also one of those games. I mean, she was she was really drawn in when I when I played Zelda and just kind of watching along. We talked about this in my previous podcast, just um, you know, wondering what the story is all about and everything. And she was sitting down watching uh, this with me, and she thought it was just adorable, which it is, especially at Mario's little animations when he's cold and and he's like dancing along and everything. I thought it was cheesy the first time I saw it, and then I saw it in game, and I go, no, that's that's really fun, and that's that's really cool. So I'm, I'm glad the that they just 2D brought- mechanics. 
That's incredible. Awesome. Like as I was live tweeting this whole thing, I was like, I don't even know how to describe what I'm seeing right now, but it's really cool. Um, it kind of brings the whole like uh, link between worlds um, from Zelda and into Mario and just mashes the two together in, in HD and looks really cool. So. Yep. That was so cool. I was like, I was like, I get a lot of Mario RPG vibes for the one room in Booster's Tower. Cool. So, hey, Hessen's in the chat. So, so hey, do, you think, do you think they'll have like a Legend of Zelda world? Because they talked about all these different worlds. Because I almost see mm. like, because they've always had like ideas for Mario, ideas for Zelda, and no. I think I think they're gonna stay in the Mario universe. Like Donkey Kong is part of Mario. So that's why he was there. I do not think it's going to be like Mario going into Nintendo All-Star World and go to a Kirby World and Zelda World. Although that would be amazing for the sequel. Like Mario and Samus teaming up to fight Mother Brain, like make it happen. Subspace Emissary too. Uh, I was right. thinking also Animal Crossing would probably have been a good fit for it. But Yeah. <laughs> I would want to find Mr. Rossetti, give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Tom Nook should jump on his head. Oh, him too. Um, Take charging me. Run him off a cliff. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You can control him. That it's like this possessed hat thing. Like, you just like going. So so Cappy. Um, yeah, I think that's it's so exciting. We honestly probably could dedicate an entire uh, podcast. I'm sure we will have an entire game chat about this game when it finally comes out. And October will be here before we know it, and we'll all be playing it. And you won't hear from us for a couple weeks while we play it, and then then we'll come back and we'll do a game chat all about it, and then talk for like three hours. So, uh, <laughs> so they followed Mario Odyssey up at the Treehouse Live with uh, a special announcement. Um, not only are we getting we have news about one Metroid game in development. We've actually got a second one coming along. Metroid Samus Returns is coming even sooner than Super Mario Odyssey because it's going to be here on September 15th and yet again, more Amiibo uh, with it, but it is a remake of uh, Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. And let me just say it looks fantastic and I am really excited about this game, and I'm definitely going to have to charge my 3DS uh, for this one. So, uh, Greg, are, are you as excited as I am? Oh, I am. I had the original one, and obviously the Game Boy one, and those two games were really, really good before, up until Super Metroid just found a way to like surge past them. But I'm really happy to see like a new 2D Metroid game, and the remake part of it doesn't, quite bothered me as much. I mean, it's a game that probably luckily needed it. I mean, you can't really see too much because like, Samus was so big <laughs> on the Game Boy screen, and this looks a lot more uh, normal sized to what you'd expect. Right. Barry, I know you've uh, you played the uh, the fan the fan game uh, that got shut down. Is this as good? Do you think it'd be as good? Will it surpass that? And uh, will it kind of redeem the fact that they had to shut down the fan game? Uh, well, this definitely explains why they shut down the fan game. The fan game was AM2R or another Metroid 2 remake. Um, that fan game was very good. Um, if you could find it and you're like, oh, I can't wait till September. I want to play something now. I really want to get back into it. It's more a literal translation of Metroid Prime or Metroid 2. Uh, pretty much room for room, enemy to enemy, just updated with like uh, Super Metroid style graphics. Very 2D. Uh, awesome. Uh, plays really well. Uh, now they, I mean, when Nintendo saw that, they're probably like, "Shh, 
no, no, we've had this under, no, of all things to do, why that game? Like, everyone forgot about Metroid 2. Like, no, you know, so <laughs> this game doesn't look, it looks less like a remake than Metroid Zero Mission did for the original Metroid. Like, there's just so many new mechanics, there's new abilities. Um, it's almost a remake in the sense that you need to keep kill enough Metroids to keep going on and eradicate the Metroids. Like, the story's the same, mm -hmm. the levels appear completely different, mm -hmm. uh, or at least mostly different, and, and just the gameplay looks so smooth and everything's running really well. And they said the 3D is awesome. I haven't had a chance to do it, but they said you could download the trailer uh, and watch it in 3D. I haven't done that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they won by. In fact, there's the collector's edition that comes mm -hmm. with the soundtrack and everything, and I'm waiting for it to go up on, on Amazon. I think it went up on Game uh, GameStop already. And it's but, not only just a, a soundtrack of that game, it's like all Metroid, all, which is yeah. pretty cool. Like yeah. 25 tracks, they said. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's a pre-order right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When those Amazon things come up, you better be like, Messaging me. <laughs> I, I got the link, but it's I'm like notified, but I will I will definitely post it in Slack. Notified, yeah. yeah they'll they'll let I've you know like three that. weeks after it right. actually goes live. But uh yeah, it's really exciting. I think they did change up some mechanics. They have these teleport things. Uh does does that take away from the the idea of that you do have to traverse these worlds and backtrack and everything? Do you think the teleporting will take away? No. No, okay. especially because it's portable. I mean, people, people are playing. They want to play really quickly, uh, and this allows you. It's, you don't have to do the teleports. It's That's never true. mandatory. You can still play the regular way, but it's like, all right, you know what? I don't feel like traversing back this way, uh, especially because you can now mark on your map where, like, oh, there's a door here that I need to come back to. Uh, so it's less. Oh my God! Where was this thing again? I gotta refind this, and it's gonna take me an hour to refind it. So if it's like, well, I need to go for A to B, and there's nothing on my map that I haven't found, I could probably safely teleport to A and be okay, and come back later when I'm even more powerful. That's a good point. I did want to throw out something really quick. I did find it was very odd that they announced a game in the Treehouse stream. I don't think they have done that in the years they've been doing that. So they that have. They have, yeah. yeah. Ever Oasis, I think, was shown off in the Treehouse for the first time, and a couple others. Uh, Fantasy Life was shown off in the Treehouse mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it, it was, like, planned that way, or if they're like, you know what? But, but it, being out in September, I, I got to, like, they probably assumed. They just, like, decided to spread it out a little bit, and they're like, you know what? We're going to keep the the um, the presentation, the, the spotlight thing to just switch games and we're going to save the 3ds stuff maybe for the treehouse live on purpose so well it's because they want to push their attention towards the switch yeah. because like i said it's coming this holiday it's going to be like a relaunch the 3ds is this is like it's swan song year <clears throat> this is most likely the end uh at least of continued nintendo support so in addition to like hey pikmin metopia ever oasis and now the pokemon games uh you know now they got metro uh and and then the other one that we'll talk about next uh and they announced it here on a lesser scale, because they knew once once word got out, that would spread. They didn't need the E3 stage. They could have announced it on Twitter, like, hey, guys, new Metroid game for 3DS with the trailer, and it would have blown up. So, <laughs> could you imagine just out of the blue, just like, boom. Like, oh, what? what? Did, is this did, a fake what? Nintendo account? Like, this yeah. isn't the real Twitter, is it? <laughs> So uh, they went ahead and played uh, some more games on Treehouse Live, uh, spent some time with Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, that was cool to see. Uh, and then moved on to some Fire Emblem Warriors. 
and then spent some time with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, all great. And then they dropped some more news on us that Barry just alluded to. Um, another RPG for the Mario and Luigi uh, IP. This time, they're bringing back Superstar Saga, but they've added in additional modes. They've enhanced it, uh, and then they're also adding this Bowser's Minions uh, game as well that seems to be, a, they say, a full-fledged game alongside it that you play. So you play Superstar Saga and play the good guys and play Bowser's Minions and kind of play the bad guys. Um, what do you guys think about that? I know you guys, you're both big fans of uh, the whole uh, Mario and Luigi uh, series. So is this exciting to see it coming back and with this new thing? What do you think, Barry? Uh, I mean, it, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, Superstar Saga was a blast. Uh, it was actually like the first appearance of like the Koopalings in like the longest time, which at the time we, we all were like, where are the Koopalings? Bring them back. We don't want Bowser <laughs> Jr. And now it seems the reverse opposite. Like, oh, right. the Koopalings are in there again. <laughs> oh, no. You know, and they were like mindless drones in, in Superstar Saga. It was pretty funny. Like they were making fun of them. But uh, Superstar Saga is just probably one of the, one of the funniest games I've ever played. I mean, <laughs> Bobble. I mean, like, it's just so great. Like the writing is great. The, the characters are great. The humor is great. Uh, the gameplay is great. It was the first in the line of the Mario Luigi, and I'm glad it's getting a second chance in the spotlight because that was a while ago. God, that was uh, like what, 2002, 2003. I was in college uh, when it came out, so so it, it was a long time ago. Uh, so it's about time to get that. Plus, they're adding stuff. I know it's another remake. I know it's like oh, so many remakes, you know. But I don't mind when they're doing remakes of 15-year-old games or, or so. It's it's a little different than, oh, well, this game came out last year. We're remaking it again uh, kind of deal. But no, it's a great game. It's definitely – you can almost see like they're doing it as – I hate to say it, but like a filler title for the Swan Song gear. Like, we need something quick. What can we do? We'll make this Bowser game. This game looks great. This game looks like a lot of fun strategy, but it's not a full-fledged game on its own like no one's gonna buy this for 40 bucks let's throw in mario luigi on top of that people who haven't played it it's beyond worth playing people who have played it it's worth playing again in my opinion uh i'll be picking it up uh and i'll probably replay it because it's, it's just such a good game cool greg are you excited about it oh definitely i really liked that game on gba that was like i really wanted to get the exclusive uh, reward and this was the game that I took the shot like the shot in the dark on to like say hey I'll get Mario Luigi Superstar Saga and I'll qualify to get that uh, I think it was like that uh, Zelda Collector's Edition? Yeah the Zelda Collector's Edition on GameCube. I remember so that. Like, you had to well, you had to like buy two of three games and it was like Superstar Saga, uh, Minish Cap and I don't remember what the other one was but like Superstar Saga is like okay let's try this out and then i was so happy i did that was such a wonderful game i can't wait to play it again and it'll be kind of cool um the bowser's minion mode kind of remind me of like that uh was it that might and magic game that's on like ds oh and, yeah like, Hero- game. oh what was this something might or, or might and magic heroes i think yeah something like that i know what Where you're talking kind about of, like you have to like kind of like, stack like the units it kind of re- remotely reminded me it's nothing like it but it kind of reminded me like how you kind of just swarm like the enemies and like attack formations and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's not just you know from their perspective. It's it is a different game. It's a different mechanics and everything. It's not just like they, they just rehashed it and you know swapped out the bad guys for the good guys or whatever. But uh, but it did 
it's like it's a different kind of game. So it's it's really it's two games in one, which is pretty cool. You know what the best part is though? I am Fury. <laughs> I am Fury is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what the best part about this is? It's getting a physical release. <laughs> I thought it was going to be digital, and I was crying, but no, it's physical. It is. It's physical release along with some more Amiibo um, <laughs> coming out on October 6th. So while everybody else is, like I said, killing off Toys to Life, uh, Nintendo is popping them out uh, like it. they've never even thought about them going out of style. So October 6th is, uh, is when that game launches. And then they showed off some more ARMS. And then had the Splatoon two tournaments. Uh, where you guys did you guys watch the Splatoon two tournament? I watched some of it, but I was making dinner at the time, so I was yeah. back and forth. I didn't see. I saw like the, the presenting of the trophies, but I didn't see the final match. Yeah. Yeah, I missed most of the matches. I, I think I had like the first one or two on in the background, and then I had to leave to for other obligations. I had to leave the house. I couldn't watch it. So I, I same thing. I, it was kind of on the background. I was like occasionally pay attention to it. Where I was funny, it's just like they're showing a lot of this game. I was like, oh, it's a tournament. That's why. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it looks fun, and it was cool just to to see what I think they want Splatoon two to become in in the uh, the competitive gaming uh, scene, and just be able to see you know what that was like. And uh, congratulations to Deadbeat. Deadbeat was the winning team uh, from the U.S. I believe. And so it was kind of cool. Go USA. I think um, they lost the first round because I thought I remember listening to that. They lost the first, but they wound up winning in the end. Yeah. So come back. Was it someone so, on their that team cool. that was like, said he, like, he eats his controller or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 those intros were weird. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if they actually said all that or if they just like made it up. Um, but it, they were weird for sure. So. He was like, why would I eat my controller? <laughs> I think is they just they've decided to like make the entire this culture and world around Splatoon so odd and weird. They're like just embracing it and just going off the deep end sometimes. So uh, that was it. Let's talk about the amiibo really quick. There's a ton of amiibo. There was Mario Odyssey amiibo, and there was uh, Metroid amiibo, and. Fire Emblem Amiibo, and so I don't even know. Some other the Amiibo that came, are going to come along with Mario and Luigi. Um, you can get the Goomba and the Koopa Troopa as well. Uh, are you guys Amiiboed out, or are you going to be still collecting these? What do you think, Barry? Are you, are you done yet, or are you you're still going to keep going? I already have the four new Zelda Amiibo pre-ordered at Best Buy. No, I'm never done. <laughs> <laughs> they will all be mine, all the Amiibo. Greg, nope. are you are you done yet? Yeah, I'm kind of sort of getting cashed out on it. It's getting really expensive, and there's way too many of them, and I'm starting to feel kind of tapped out on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed at Amazon, but I think Amazon. like I think like five, the Fire Emblem ones I'll probably will pick up, and then I was kind of looking into um, the Metroid ones, and then I think I might kind of pass on the new Zelda ones because those are just like are incredibly hard to find and just frustrated trying to find them. That's true. I, I look at it as statues. I mean, like if you, if you think about it, some of these figures you may never see actual figures for. And, and some that do get figures, you know, like first four figures or some of these, uh, you know, Square Enix's type figures, the, the figure arts, like they're really expensive. Uh, and it's like, well, crap. You know, here it is, ten dollars. You know, with with the uh, Best Buy or twelve bucks or whatever, you're getting a figure which looks awesome. 
because I think I think they all look great. Um, but oh, then definitely. You, you definitely get the uh, the functionality in games as well. Uh, so like the Zelda ones were a no-brainer. I mean, I love Zelda. I would get those even if those were statues at that price range. Like we didn't talk about it, but Ubisoft. Uh, at their press conference when they announced Mario and Rabbids, uh, they actually said, like, oh, get exclusive figures uh, at Ubi's store. I was like, oh, those are cool. You know, I'll, I'll go get those. They're not Amiibo, but I'll go get them to put them along. They wanted $40 a piece, and they're six inches. Like, $40. Like, no. And then there's the collector's edition, which we also didn't talk about. That's a GameStop exclusive, which oh, is yeah. the game with the Mario Rabbid. And guess what? The game is sixty. The Rabbit's forty dollars. The collector's edition comes with the soundtrack. What's the price? A hundred dollars. Like, it's just ridiculous. So at twelve dollars, I could justify it. At forty dollars, I'm done. Like the second they say, "Hey, new amiibo, forty bucks," unless it's something I absolutely have to have, that's when I'll probably draw the line. But then I'm gonna. Maybe on Yoshi's forty. Was he forty? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? He was. But I had Toys R Us like our rewards coupons, so I wound up getting him for like ten bucks. So that, I, I got lucky on that one because it was a Toys R Us exclusive. At... <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm excited about. I think I think the new ones look really cool, and I think that's the big thing that keeps me possibly going to go back for more. I don't know if I'll get all of them, but especially the Mario Odyssey ones look really cool. The the Metroid ones look really sweet as well. And I think just the idea of having a Goomba and a Koopa Troopa uh, amiibo is pretty sweet as well. So um, I'll probably end up getting the majority of these, but I would like them to at least slow it down a little bit so that my bank account wouldn't be hurting as much. I was um, talking to my wife about this. It adds this. up. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about this. Um, the Mario Odyssey, those are going to sell like crazy because they could be used as wedding cake toppers. Totally. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Do you do, do you guys remember? I don't know. If, I can't remember if, if we were doing the pod. If you guys were on the podcast at the time, but um, my wife and I had a, a meese um, as our as our wedding cake toppers. It was like a guy like custom made them, which is pretty uh, cool. We like, sent him our pictures, and he like made the meese, and that was that was That's our wedding awesome. cake toppers. But no, yeah, if if we had those. Or like if those were around at that time, um, we would throw the yeah Mario and Peach on the top for sure. Yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna or Bowser. Out. I don't know. I guess it depends on what she thinks of me at the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, like like I like the fact that they're getting creative. Like the Guardian had the movable legs. The Metroid is squishy. Uh, yarn Yoshi's or and Yarn Poochie are made of yarn. Like I like the fact that they are trying to go above and beyond they don't have to they could have made the metroid plastic and it would have sold they could have made the guardian's leg static it would have sold they could have made the yarn yoshi out of plastic that looked like yarn and it would have sold uh the fact that they didn't it's quality and it's they are producing quality figures like the first few waves had their flaws um but i think over time they've gotten better they never re-released link without that piss yellow stream um which would have been nice but you know, I'm I'm happy with with each of these sets. There's a there's a low number. There's a lot of amiibo, but each set is a little bit. You know, it's not like the Smash set where there's fifty something amiibo. It's hey Mario Odyssey is three amiibo. That's not bad. Metroid is two. Fire Emblem is two. Mario and Luigi is two. Uh, you know, it's like okay, and Zelda's four. I mean, there's a lot when you add them together, but but the fact that they're spaced out, I think that's acceptable. Yeah, no more fifty plus sets. <laughs> yeah, I think well, it's the cool. ones already getting kind of big. That's already over yeah. ten because it has like the thirty bit link and the Ocarina link and overall, it's a yeah. Set You're talking no. the 
anniversary Zelda set and those the are Breath all those, those are all Breath of the Wild set. They aren't. Nope. They work with Breath of the Wild, but mm -hmm. the 30th anniversary set, Zelda set is not the same as the Breath of the Wild set. They're they're counted as two different sets of Zelda and Amiibo. But I think it's cool that that we are seeing third party support in there as well. That we're you know they're bringing even Skyrim, you know, being able to use an amiibo in Skyrim is just like crazy. And you're like, really? That that's happening? Yeah, it's happening. And and so I feel like that's what kind of gives amiibo a little more legs beyond some of the other toys to life stuff is because it's being integrated in different ways, um, which is pretty cool. I think. Uh, it, it helps me to, to feel better about this investment that I have um, because it's it's being utilized in, in a bunch of different, you know, creative ways. And and you're talking about like, oh, enough is enough, you know, you're milking kind of deal. No arms amiibo. When Splatoon launched, there were Splatoon amiibo at launch. There are no arms amiibo, no announcement, no even hint at it. I don't even think it's on the box, the amiibo logo. So if, if they were really milking it, they would have found some way to shoehorn in arms amiibo. It would have worked. They didn't. So to me, it seems like they're they're not totally shoehorning it in yet, or they're not totally milking it because they, they would have done it for sure. Pokemon tournament as well. There's no Pokemon amiibo. They, I don't even know if it. Well, the Shadow Mewtwo card, but that came with the game, so it wasn't really anything. Yeah, that's true. So uh, hey, if you're in the chat, go ahead and throw in your your last minute thoughts about E3 so far. We'll get to your comments uh, right after we revisit really quick. Um, our predictions. I want you. Hopefully, you have your your prediction list uh, handy, or you remember what you went through. Uh, let's just go through real quick and kind of get rate ourselves and see how we did on this. Uh, I'll I'll just start us off, and I'll start with my predictions. I said the virtual console would be revealed. We heard nothing about the virtual console, nothing at all, which I'm pretty upset about. Um, but that'd be maybe on another podcast. Um, Retro's next project be revealed. I failed on that one too. Um, details on the online beta. What they didn't even mention online except for a couple games have online um smash brothers port also failed on that one and new unexpected third-party game i'm gonna give myself that one with rocket league um wasn't really what i was hoping for i was i was going for something really out of left field but i'm gonna take it because all the other four that i had down failed so i'm gonna take that one so it was one out of five uh greg how'd you do well i was revisiting mine and it looks like uh I was giving myself like a one and a half. Um, <laughs> the first one I talked about was the Breath of the Wild DLC. I said it would release today. Sadly, it's not for like a little over two weeks. So that's why I gave myself about a half point. They went over the coverage of the pack and gave a release date. Um, second one, I also said Smash Brothers, no go. Mario Maker 2, no go. Um, F-Zero, no go. And then my... Pride and Joy, Metroid Prime 4, boom, <laughs> right there. Um, I know I didn't say it in the podcast, but I have it in my notes that I had a slash saying, also saying 2D Metroid, but I'm not giving myself any points for that because I didn't discuss it on the podcast. So, ah. Did you expect <sighs> both of them, or were you saying no, definitely not. I, was, I think I was going to do it one or the other, but then I decided, like, you know what, that's probably some stupid offshore rumor thing that doesn't matter so i'll just stick with prime 4 to keep it like i was trying to be like direct and straight and everything like the straight to the point not like oh the oil mounts a new game yeah all right i got it <laughs> nice barry how'd you do uh i gave myself two and a half but it wasn't like 
it wasn't the full two and a half kind of. Um, <laughs> so first I said they would show off at least one long dormant IP, uh, one of them being Metroid I listed. So I gave myself a full credit there. Two, I said Retro Studios would unveil what they're doing. No, nope, X on there. Three, I said Nintendo would show off at least one more Wii U Deluxe port. Uh, Pokemon Tournament was one of the ones I listed. Even though Pokemon Tournament was first revealed at the Pokemon <laughs> Direct, which happened after our podcast, it was still shown during the spotlight. So I gave myself half a credit there because it was <laughs> shown off. Uh, uh, fourth one I did, uh, they went out new third-party partner projects, exclusive titles, uh, possibly something with Sega. Uh, they didn't, but they did the, the Rocket League. Um, but... I'm not going to go there. And uh, and five, I did uh, that they would show off one unannounced title for the 3DS. And uh, sure enough, we got Metroid, which was unannounced. So two and a half. So that's yeah. what I was saying. That's like a straight, like an unannounced Switch game. Oh, boy, look at that. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I knew unannounced Switch game. I'm saying 3DS. I'm, 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 I, I know, but I, I, sure. I was saying it's just about as obvious. They're saying the 3DS <laughs> has plenty of life in it. We have, like, no knowledge of what's coming to the 3DS besides maybe Fire Emblem Warriors, perhaps. But they only, but, but they only showed off two... 3DS games the entire time, so it's not like they had a whole list of them. They almost didn't even make it in. <laughs> well, and they- there is two more days. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It could still have some in there. Uh, yeah, if you have been checking out, uh, not checking out the our coverage for uh, E3, make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you follow us on on Twitter, especially because we are like live tweeting um, some stuff, tw- live tweeting our thoughts and everything. So make sure you follow us on Twitter. And uh, like we said, make sure you subscribe to us here on YouTube and in all the podcatchers and stuff to get all the audio versions. And leave a positive review. That'd be awesome. Make sure you hit the bell on on YouTube so you can be alerted when we post new videos, like our game chats, our industry talks. Uh, we got some of those coming up soon, and of course our podcast and all the gameplay videos that we post. We'd be grateful uh, that you uh, would tune in and share it with other people, and uh, just. Join in the conversation. Um, speaking of which, if you've not yet thrown your comments and your thoughts about E3, we would love to to hear what you thought about E3. And maybe you had some predictions of your own uh, from our last podcast. And you're like, maybe I'll jump in this too and I'll have some predictions. Uh, let us know how you did and what, whether you did better than us. I got one out, out of five. Uh, Greg got one and a half out of five. Barry did the best, kind of two and a half out of five, but uh, maybe you did better. Maybe you predicted a lot better. Let us know in the comments, and we'll join in the conversation down there. Um, do either of you guys have any parting thoughts for, for E3 this year? It was awesome. It was took so many games, not enough time. My brain's Whenever still they, trying to process it. As, yeah. soon as, they, as soon as they find a way to make the year longer and not adding in more work days, then that'd be awesome. My, my only final thought is we had such a good E3 this year. Like last year, we didn't we were robbed of an E3. Zelda may have won Best of Show. It you know some people say Nintendo won even with just Zelda, but we were really robbed of that experience of that that Christmas morning open up the package what's inside because you know there were a few little announcements thrown into the treehouse, but we didn't have that that conference so to speak that that spotlight. <clears throat> what's going to happen next year? We know Yoshi. We know. We know Kirby. We know possibly Metroid Prime 4 being shown off. Um, but how could they top this year? What could they possibly do next year that will make us go, wow, and we thought 2017 was good. Look at 2018 without walking away disappointed. Like, it, it, can, can it top it? Sure. Pokemon as well. 
Although, I, yeah, who knows? Who knows what we're going to do? And and we still don't know that whole full lineup. You know, we've talked about maybe the Smash Brothers is eventually going to be rolled out with the the full uh, un- unveiling of the of the online um, stuff. And who knows? Who knows what twenty eighteen will will hold? But twenty seventeen is looking pretty good, and I'd say so far twenty eighteen is looking really good too. So it's going to be a, a good next couple years for the Switch um, yeah. for sure. I really believe that at the end of this, we were going to see like that cross for Smash Brothers. Like I expected, like one quick at the end, right before it goes to black. After watching the whole thing, seeing the whole thing, seeing what the lineup is, they didn't need Smash. And no. and I think next year they'll show it, but I don't think it's actually going to come out until 2019, because something tells me they're going to want to push it out and make it even better. Maybe so. Maybe I mean, so. There's always the next uh, actual Mario Kart Nine too, so. I can always do something like that, and that would kind of be a show stealer too. Hmm. Obviously, not. Any, it probably won't be shown next year with Deluxe still being fresh in everyone's mind. But yeah, they'll probably be pushing Deluxe still. Yeah. Diddy Kong Racing wasn't there a rumor that was supposed to be coming back? <laughs> <laughs> DLC. So, <laughs> so uh, like we said, thanks so much for tuning in to the ne- uh, to this uh, Nintendo Fuse podcast. Um, we went a little bit over an hour, but thanks for sticking with us, and uh, thanks for leaving some comments, sharing it, subscribing, and and all that sort of thing. Uh, we will be back very soon with some game chats, industry talks, and another podcast next month. But in the meantime, join us in the comments and uh, be sure to check out nintendofuse.com for a whole lot more Nintendo uh, news, reviews, um, playthroughs, and all that other stuff that rhymes with ooze. So, uh, Greg, Barry, thanks for joining me. Hassan's going to be back next month, so you don't have to deal with me hosting anymore. Hassan's going to be back. Uh, But uh, for now, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you later.